0: I want us to go tonight to, for just a few minutes, to Romans chapter 6. This fits well within what we've been talking about in the testimonies that we have heard. Romans chapter 6, and I'll begin reading with verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. This passage, again, if we will take it to heart, believe what it says, trust what it's trying to tell us about the death of something and the rebirth of something, the resurrection of something, then we will begin a little bit to understand what God is trying to do in us, not just one time as he just says that we will partake in this kind of resurrection, but he's trying to tell us that, he's, that for the balance of our life, from the time that we're saved, we're going to be in a process of resurrection. We see it as a one-time deal. Well, he says that we will have a resurrection that, that looks like Jesus had. That, and I'll tell you, what, that's very promising because that says someday, just as Jesus did, that when I die, my spirit and my soul go to be with the Father, as Jesus described, that my body will go to the grave as it did with him. The only difference is his body couldn't take on corruption. It couldn't decay, mine will. But the reality of this story is that we will have a resurrection like that. But more profoundly, we are designed to be a people of resurrection. What does that tell us? In every situation, everything that occurs, every time we come to church, Every time that we have these encounters that we're talking about Jay on his knees, shorty having this moment when the Lord brought truth to him. In every one of those situations, we are discovering something about God. That is his purpose, that we are discovering something about him. But I wanna tell you that we will never discover something about God that we don't recover something about ourselves. In every situation, just described, we are discovering something about God and recovering something lost about ourselves. What will ever truth do? What will ever encounter do? Every time that we have this something, this situation, it draws us into something deeper with God. But I would challenge you, if you've ever had one of those moments that it didn't allow you to recover something lost that had been taken from you previously, it's a guarantee. Every truth changes, lightens, dynamically affects something that we were carrying that we shouldn't have carried. Some burden that we can unload, some blessing we can receive, some truth about ourselves that can become apparent when yesterday it couldn't. There's not a single thing that we can learn about God that's not going to change my perspective of me. Those two things are automatically connected because in every discover, there's a resurrection of something that was dead in me that's constantly being brought back to life. And it's not just my salvation. How many times learning something about God, having this moment when an old moment from my past, something that was hurting, something that had buried something deep within me, And and suddenly there was this truth that had hit me and all of a sudden when I've had this encounter, this situation, that old which was in me is brought to the surface so that it can be healed and made alive again. Our resurrection, our deliverance, our salvation was not designed to be a one-time thing. There was a beginning of it, but every one of us, this is one of these things that I had seen and experienced first one Sunday night when we were sitting here and Elaine was sitting back there about where Danny is. And somewhere in the service, she stood up and she left. Well, there's always a question in a pastor when somebody leaves exactly what that means. Don't worry about that quite as much as I've gotten older, but it used to be one of those things that you'd kind of wonder. And so I asked her about it a few days later. And she said, you know, you said something that brought back something old between me and my dad. Something that I realized was still hurting and I had to step out and deal with it. What happened in that moment? Something said, a situation created, allowed that truth which hit her, something in her was resurrected, and she gained something back that had been lost in that previous moment. I learned that from Elaine, recognizing that that was going to happen through the balance of our life. God is going to turn up these things so that we can be healed even from those things that we don't know are still hurting us, things that have been buried a long time. But life in that context, if we would simply believe that, life in that context, life held in that truth will allow us to be free and live free. That our resurrection, everything that we gain, every experience that we have with God is designed to allow us to know something about him and recover something lost about ourselves. Why are lives changing as drastically as they are? Because we're the walking evidence that this is true. With every situation God revealed in us learning, we become stronger and less vulnerable to the enemy. Everything recovered, everything that we discover about ourselves makes us stronger and less vulnerable to any enemy. Why is it important that we have these situations in our life? Why is it important that we live in this balance of our lives in relationship to God? Because he's the only one. Upon revelation about him, now I will tell you that if we experience God in concepts, if we're simply learning who God is, we're learning another lesson and we, and we layer our knowledge on top of knowledge and on top of knowledge, this will make no difference. But when that knowledge, when something that we gain begins to be revelation and truth to us, and it becomes life to us. As Shorty was talking about reading something, it becomes life. There's no way for that moment not to change who I am. And with every change, with every inch recovered, I become stronger and less vulnerable to any enemy that comes against me. I'm hoping that your, your personal testimony is saying, yes, I know that's true for me. I know that I've grown stronger. Everything I've learned about God, just learning. I shared it in my office a few minutes ago, just learning, recognizing as I did several years ago, that most of us have an understanding of God that originated from an understanding of man, that most of us view God as man improved, man perfect, so that our concept of God starts with man and we reason up a version of God that makes sense to us. But unfortunately again, Because man is variable, I can make him happy and I can make him mad. I can move him on this scale. That if we think of God as man improved, then it also makes God variable and that he will react to me and I can make him happy or I can make him mad. It's not true. His love for us, his thoughts of us don't originate in us. They originate in his heart and they can be unaffected by us. He loves us. How do we know that? Because that's what God has revealed to us about himself. We can't start with man and understand God. We start with the Holy Spirit and understand God. I can tell you, just learning that changed me. Just learning the fact that I can't make God happy when I do more. I can't disappoint him when I do less. That that doesn't happen, learning that brings freedom to me. And I get to recover something that was lost back there that I was holding against myself because I thought God was holding it against me. And when I learn something about God, it allows me to recover that which I had lost based on wrong conclusions and wrong thoughts. With everything we learned about ourselves and the whole picture of our personality that all of me can walk with all of him. I'm pretty bad about this myself. In my teaching, I elevate life in the spirit. I do it because we haven't heard much about it. We don't know much about what that life in the spirit looks like. So it has to be taught a lot. It has to be emphasized a lot. But I want you to know that God does not see your spirit being more valuable than your soul. He does not see your soul being more valuable than your physical body. That would not be God's heart toward us at all because what God sees is one entire personality made up of body, soul, and spirit he sees us in that whole composite of who we are and he expects and wants from us the wholeness that we can offer back to him. Why is it important to recover this ground? Why is it important for me to recover something about myself that he will bring by revelation? Why is it important? Because with everything I recover, what can I offer more? I can offer the entirety of my personality the things he's told about me, the things he's written about me, the more I discover and recover about myself by understanding him, I have a more complete gift to offer back to him. For those of you who can sing and know you can, we talk a lot, and and as we should, that the voice that God gave you is the perfect one. But when God has given a particular talent, a particular gift, and it goes unused, what would God do? He should bring revelation. He will bring revelation to bring back to life that that which he's established in you needs to be recovered. And because what God has given us, he's going to find a way, even if we're, we don't do it for a season, he's going to give us the opportunity to give us that back to him. And we're blessed by those opportunities and by those moments because what are we doing? We're offering back to him the completeness of the picture, wholeness. It's a word we don't talk about much. But God is constantly in the purpose of taking that which was taken from you by sin, beginning with your salvation. He's in this constant process of resurrecting within you the wholeness of your story, the wholeness of your personality, because with everything recovered, we have something to give. It's a great picture. What are we going to hold back? The answer should be nothing. Every truth discovered is strength for us that is gained. One of the things, and I probably don't have time to just really talk about it thoroughly, that causes difficulty for all of us, and this is one of those deep conversations that you can talk around for a while, but we read within this and other places about old things have passed away and all things become new, and we confess that we believe it. I confess that my old nature, as it says here, was crucified with Christ, but I still live. If that old was crucified, how come I keep struggling with what I was struggling with? Why does the struggle continue? The explanation is this, that even though our old nature was crucified, the bad habits that were known within that former life still persist. It's bad habits. Things that we learned in the former life that still persist. So what's God in the process of doing constantly? breaking those, restoring those, giving us back the ground that those bad habits were taking. I can confess to this myself. I mean, every one of us sitting here can, that we recognize that God has set us free. Then why do I still struggle? Because those things, those patterns were formed long before I was ever set free. And they persist. Even though the old has died, the new has come. Those bad habits within my soul still persist. And God is in the process, constantly of destroying those and giving me that ground back so that my personality, and the wholeness of that, I can offer back to him. We should anticipate, according to this, a process of resurrection and not just a moment of resurrection where God is in the process of giving us back life that was stolen by sin and death. It should be an ongoing process. Resurrection, a constant rather than just a moment. Because with everything resurrected, everything given back, every rediscovery that leads to recovery allows me to give something back to him that I thought was lost. Lord, we thank you tonight for this simple truth, profound and deep, but simple before us tonight. You have a great desire for each one of us. I saw it this morning as, as people came to talk to me afterwards. I saw it this morning that they heard something. They realized something that allowed them to recover ground that they thought was lost. I heard it from several this morning and I thank you for the profound truth of it because with every ounce of ground recovered, with every aspect of our personality once lost because of the habits and the persistence of them, when that is regained, I have something to turn back to you in praise and worship and offer to you. Everything resurrected pointing back to the one who gave me the opportunity. I thank you, Lord, that this is such a profound picture. And I pray, Lord, that this piece of meat put in in mouths would be chewed, taken in, and let it become nourishment to each one of us. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.